Yo, what is good? What's up, brother? Man, I don't know, man. My knee was hurting today. I was I was doing legs. Knee was hurting. Oh, I got excited for a second. I'm like, oh, you're getting old already, huh? No, no, no. Because no, yeah, no. I fucking called it. <laughs> as <laughs> no, soon as you're like, I'm getting old, as I'm turning 29, I said, mm hmm. As soon as you hit 30, snap, crackle, and pop. Here we go. Here we go. No, no, no. No, I don't know what it is. I've been uh, I've been having pain in this knee for a little while. I've just been ignoring it. Mm, that's um, probably a good thing. Just ignore it. You know. Yeah. That's what real men Whatever. do. Could be a torn <laughs> meniscus. I don't know. Oh, that's all. Have you yeah. been Have you been balling lately? Like, uh, no, not recent. Um, mm. I've been I've been in the gym a lot. Um, I've oh, just sure. been having a lot of I don't know how to explain it, but uncomfortability around uh my knee. When I um when I flex my knee, so when I get when I like go down in a squat position, Paul, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, it's not too often. <laughs> no, no, no. Only on leg days. Okay, all right, fair enough. <laughs> yeah, that every every time like, I, like, I wonder if you have like some prison. kind of fluid or something in your knee. Yeah, maybe it could be that. Um, hmm. It feels it almost feels like bone on bone. Oh yeah. God, that's, that's why not I good. said it. At worst, it could be a torn meniscus. Sure. Um, I mean, that's what I'm preparing my mind for. Mm -hmm. You gotta but, get it checked out. Yeah, eventually. Eventually. Yeah. Gotta love American medicine. Let's put things off until that's, the last minute. But that, see, like American medicine is also the reason why I never go get checked up. Exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's like all of this shit. Like, I don't give a fuck what they say. All right. you medical health professionals, fuck y'all. All right. Because <laughs> y'all really don't want to help us. Y'all just no. want our money. Absolutely. Dollar bills run the United States of America. That's <clears> why healthcare is not free. No, it's not even that it's not free. It's so ridiculously expensive compared to the rest of the world that it's just like, oh, it yeah, discourages because, you from even getting checked out. Yeah, because there are so many parts of the world um, that are probably comparable to us as far as um, status. Mm -hmm. And they damn near have free Medicare, Medicaid, and healthcare, and all that other good stuff. I'm not going to point up. any fingers. Yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, there's somewhere. Also, this isn't north. I keep pointing up like that's north, but that's not correct. But north of here is a grand country that has free healthcare and free education. And they're doing quite well for themselves. But, you know, what do I know? We don't know anything. Mm, not a damn we're thing. Just, we're just a couple of bank bros doing a hey. thing. Hey, that's all right. I'm cool with that too. But no, I took. I fucking get it. It's the same reason why I don't ever want to get like an ambulance because I just don't want that fucking bill. It's like three grand right there. Like what? Just to get just me to, to the make hospital? sure you take me to the hospital before I die on these right. streets. That's it. Like nah. stop thinking about the business and just think about this shit as a human being. Right. That's insane. I gotta make that choice to take my busted ass Ford Focus or take an ambulance to a hospital in case of an actual emergency. Like, heaven forbid I get in an accident in the Ford Focus. Like, no, I'm just going to drag it along. The wheels fell off. That's fine. I'll get myself there. It's cool. It's still free, motherfucker. I got to make that choice. That's so ridiculous. And you know what? If you if you choose your car, so to say, because you can't afford the ambulance, they're not going to feel bad. No, not, not even a little bit. They're like, no. why would you call an ambulance? We could have got you there safely. Like, oh, well, could afford one. Oh, right. understood. I'll take the ice cream truck next time. That's still cheaper. Like, damn, God, dude. Man. Yeah, gotta love it. Gotta love it. That's why I don't ever deal with it. And I'll probably wait till it's too fucking late to get checked out for anything, especially as I approach 40, you know, in a few years here. Like, I'm going to have to go to the hospital a lot more often just for regular shit. And I'm dreading that just because of my pocket. It's not even the health thing. I'm a black man and statistically, like, things happen to black men. But it's like, I'm not even worried about that. I'm worried about how much it's going to cost me. That's fucked up. That's so fucked up. Yeah, just to make sure that you stay alive and that right. you're functioning correctly. That shit is crazy. My God. Mm. But that's all right. That's American medicine. We'll leave them alone. But, sir, it is the first show of 2024. Happy Ooh. New Year to you. Happy I New Year, my dude. Yes. How you feeling? How was your New Year's? Anything exciting? Man, so my New Year's... Loki was kind of bullshit. I ain't going to lie. <laughs> so yeah. I had to work on the first. Ah, that sucks. Yeah. And so... I didn't even go out. I didn't do anything. I, I'm i sorry. I, I would have had cool stories for you guys. but I mean, No, we're maturing. We're getting older. The going out for New Year's, like I even said, didn't we have that on like uh, overrated, underrated? I said going out for yeah. New Year's Eve. That's right. That's, it's yeah. completely overrated. So yeah. ain't no shame in it. 
No, yeah, and I was just about to say that. Um, I didn't miss out on much. I saw a lot of like videos online of motherfuckers fighting and shit. Oh man, I'm cool. I'm good on that. I ain't worry about the fellas when I go out. I just want to see the females. That's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, and so it was like didn't do much. Um, oh, I got super chopped and went to go have some hot pot and buffet with my guys. Nice. Came home and knocked the fuck out. That's what I did. That's perfect. What else do you need yeah. to do? <laughs> yeah, facts, factual. Very nice. But a couple of days before that, I was going crazy. <laughs> oh no! What'd you do? So. I went up for an alley-oop, right? All right. Hear me out. Hear me. Hear me out. All right. I went up for an alley-oop. I'm on a fast break. I jump up. I catch the ball right in between my legs. I'm about to East Bay this like Vince Carter. Mm, I get my whole forearm in the rim. Let it all hang loose. All my sweat <laughs> drippings hitting the basketball. You feel me? <laughs> this is so much innuendo. And if you're actually talking about basketball, I'm going to be shocked. But go on. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was just chilling there, hosing for a little bit. Oh, my God. <laughs> and I slowly take my forearm out of the rim and slowly jump back onto the hardwood on both of my feet. The opposing wow. coach calls timeout. Mm-hmm. I walk over to the bench and everyone hands me a Gatorade and a towel saying, good job, buddy. Sit your <laughs> ass down. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. That's exactly what happened. Now, if you can just picture that um, in uh, Rome. Yeah. Folk bedroom people terms then. that's what i was getting at until yeah. you said everyone that's all i was like is this like a multiple person in the room kind of thing <laughs> uh, yeah that, that took, that took uh, a turn um yeah maybe i use the wrong terminology okay, there, but okay. when i meant everyone i meant i meant me myself and i you feel me oh. so <laughs> me my soul my spirit my conscious you know like we we have these talks yes that's yeah. right oh my ego as well my ego is handing me the oh. towel like Good shit, my boy. You did it. Yeah, my conscience was like, <laughs> here, have some Gatorade. Yeah, Gatorade, not Prime. That sounds like a very fun couple of days before, kind of ringing in the New Year early. That's what it sounds like. But yes. yeah, some of those metaphors, I was like, oh, that, that could mean two things. That could mean four things. And then with everyone, I said that could mean 10 things. So, <laughs> hmm. all right. Um, to our Spotify listeners that have been living under a rock or don't come from where we come from, basically, I said, I nutted in a girl. That's all I said. There you go. That's yeah. layman's terms. <laughs> oh, ejaculated. I'm sorry. I ejaculated. Oh, there you go. Now we're talking. In a vagina. Yes. There we go. Hey, all right. That's, uh, that's lovely. That's always a lovely sentiment. Yeah. Glad you had fun. Vince the Carter style. Of creating life. Oh, gotta love it. Without actually creating life, but yeah. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, we gonna some, see. some of y'all need to make sure you're wrapping your tool to make sure that doesn't happen. But um, if that's the outcome, then you're happy. Hey, more power to you. If it happens, it happens. I mean, was this like a special girl we've heard about, or was this like a uh, I yeah, we've heard about her before. Okay, cool, cool. Um, because you're very happy with that. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, like, I know it probably won't happen because she has some. She's on birth control. Mm. So so you weren't I mean, playing basketball. You're playing hockey because it was a goalie. <laughs> felt like basketball. Hey, boy. <laughs> <laughs> if you get it, you get it. If you I know, got you it. Know. That's how you're breaking ankles. <laughs> <laughs> God. Nuts all up in her face. You feel me? Wow. You know? <laughs> See, now, we're just, now we're just spelling you know. it out. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, I'm happy for you. My New Year's Eve was not that eventful, but still had a lot of fun. Went to the guy's house uh, for quite a long time. Actually, watched most of the football games and played some other games. Shot some cards around, had plenty of fucking whiskey and some bomb-ass food, and I was all good. Rang in the New Year. Very happy, very chill, very peaceful. So that was it. That's all there was to it. <laughs> hey, man. But, that's... Real dad shit. You've been on some dad, dad shit, shit lately. I I really have been. If you can see the rest <laughs> of the room I'm sitting in, like this corner is untouched, but the rest of it is like demolition mode because I, like I said, I made that wooden table. I made those wooden shelves. Now we're getting the coffee bar going. It's about like a third of the way done already. So we got a whole lot of shit going on. And like you said, dad stuff. Are you pointing at the trophy again? Yep. And then all that shit. All that shit too. Yeah, that's right. I could do it both ways, sir. I do all the dad shit. I can still rock the house in fantasy football. Don't get it twisted. I'm a dual threat at minimum, 
if not a triple threat. No, that Second fantasy part. football shit is actually real dad shit as well. Yeah, like, you're actually right. You're right. <laughs> <laughs> That's some true dad shit with the yeah. fucking uh uh I can't think of what the fuck they're called. The pop uh they're right behind your trophy. What the fuck are they called? Those little dolls? Oh, the, the Funko Pops? Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I can't think of that. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. I mean, it's I don't blame you. If you don't collect them, why would you even know about them? But yeah. you're you're right. Now that I think about it, every fantasy football player I know, a lot of them, it's maybe 70, 30 are, are dads. So that's interesting. I never thought about that, but you're absolutely right. And I didn't really join until I became a dad either. So damn, that's crazy. Damn. You you just born to be a dad. I just blew my own mind with that one. Wow. You're meant for this dad shit, man. Right. I, I, man. Well, thank you. I, I appreciate that. You know, it's, yes, sir. It ain't easy. Like I told you just fucking 10 minutes ago, if this microphone was on, you all you could hear is my daughter screaming her fucking eyes out like somebody was fucking butchering her and all she was doing is getting her hair brushed. So it's like <laughs> you get used to that kind of mentality of just compartmentalizing everything and just staying the course of what you're focused on. So I'm over here taking notes and shit and just, and I was like, where are you now? in the back of the ground? It's like, mm-hmm. Like, doesn't really affect me. And it's because I know the different levels of real scream, like emergency, versus I'm just trying to be annoying and I'm in pain, or just the really annoying, like, whining. So what scream. was that? So it's, that was middle. That was just like a, this hurts, but I'm kind of being dramatic. Like, meaning I don't have to get up and go check on her. It's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's so, fine now. Everybody's asleep. It's cool. So, so Rach was br- uh, brushing her hair? Of course, I man. If I do it, it's gonna be even louder. Like, cause I'm terrible at it. Trying to get better, but you know, you need a female touch. They, they, Rachel knows how much pressure to use and all that. So it's you leave yeah. the certain things. That's not sexist. It's just knowing your strengths and weaknesses. That's yeah, that's yeah, all no, there is real. to it. Like that's why I you can't... be whipping in the kitchen. Exactly. But I know my limits there too. If it's breakfast, a lot of times I let her do it because for some reason I suck at breakfast unless it's like. Savory shit, you know, eggs, bacon, that kind of Why stuff. Why do you think that is? I have no idea. I also can't bake very well either. I'm starting to get better at it. You know, cheese baking is supposed to be shit. easy. That's the thing. You would think <laughs> baking is the easiest thing. It's actually really fucking tough, especially when you're doing things from scratch. Like making a cheesecake is such a delicate process. Like mm-hmm. even making brownies, if you mix that shit wrong, your shit is going to be like an inch thin and hard as a rock. So, like, yeah. I haven't gotten, I don't eat a lot of sweet stuff. Ah, hard as a rock. Yes. Told you. It's going to be that kind of episode, man. Um, But I don't know. I just, the savory dinners and lunches, I can put anything together. But when it comes to breakfast or like baked goods, I'm just, I'm not there. You know, Mm. can't be perfect. I can't be perfect at everything, man. (laughs) You could. You could. I I could, but it's going to take some time anyway. Enough about me. I want to hear about your New Year's resolutions, if you have any. Oh, ho, 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 New Year's resolutions. Uh, one, I gotta catch up with this bitch, Sally May. You guys know who Sally oh, May is? That fucking asshole. Uh, that fucking bitch. She, mm. so she, she fucked me. And so, like, mm. I gotta get mine back. So, I feel this it. year, I feel it. My goal is to fuck Sally May. There you go. As you should. Yeah. Fuck Sally May. <laughs> and if you know her, tell her, Ryan said, fuck Sally May. Yep. 100%. Um, number two, uh, I want to start. So I thought this would be easy, but I'm actually kind of struggling with this. Mm. So I want to manage my time better. Okay. I feel you. And what I mean by that is like, I want to be able to find more time in the day for myself to do the things that I love to do. Absolutely. I'm not at work. You know what I mean? Yes. Yes, sir. Because I find that a lot of times when I've been coming home, obviously, um, you know, I work at a gym now. Mm-hmm. So I work out when I get off, I come home, it's already, you know, Pushing nine o'clock, it's about eight, eight thirty. Right. Um, get off at seven, so it's like not really much to do. So I guess mm-hmm. I'll just roll me a J, watch a basketball game, and go to sleep. Yeah, that's just which, what I've been doing. Which I mean, it's relaxing. It's good to have that moment to un, you know, unplug and unwind. But yeah, I see what but you mean, though. What I want to do is like, see, I could be doing something more productive. Like, why can't I put out a clip? No, oh, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, why can't I work on um uh writing music? Mm. why can't i work on you know what i'm saying like other my other creative endeavors that i actually want to do true i just i guess limit my time of the day and tell myself that i don't have the time to do it i, I feel that so you started you a know, lot of stuff last year like i did and look it back a lot of I, endeavors yeah and i i still want to do them like i don't yeah. care 
how big they get. I just like my video game channel. Like I just I just do that shit for fun. Look around you, sir. Yeah. Like, so like I don't. Fun, I feel fun. you. But that leads me into my third resolution. Ah. I want to start putting out my music. Do it. Yes. Um. I don't know. I guess I just haven't mustered up the confidence to to actually do it. But like it's daunting. Um. I'm gonna do it this year. Yes, sir. Let's get it done. Yes, anything sir. I can do to help yes, out, I will gladly help. But you gotta get it yeah. done, man. Yes, sir. I'll let you know, man, for sure. What about you, though? So mine, I mean, some of mine are a little lame, but, you know, they're continuations. That's all. Like, number one is continue the weight loss journey. That's number mm-hmm. one. Holidays were tough. Kind of fell off the gym a little bit. Now, you know, I didn't want to be one of those dudes who is back on the gym January 1st on the busiest day of the fucking year. And no, 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 because I'm taking my shit seriously. So I'm just going to wait a little bit longer and then get back to it. And no, real quick, are, nobody, man. nobody was in the gym on the first. Everybody was hungover. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> nobody was in that bitch. I was at work like, damn, we were supposed to be busy today. That's like the fucking mayday, isn't it? That's crazy. Like, because right? I knew at my, my job, they were saying the gym was fucking packed at like 7 a.m. So I was like, well, of course. But I don't know. Maybe because it's free and not paying for yours. I don't fucking know, man. I don't but know. Who knows? Um, But that kind of leads into number two for me. It's I, I do want to travel more. You know, it's, I got the passport last year. Finally, you know, I've only been out of the country like once. And that was for my honeymoon about 10 years ago. Went to Puerto Rico, which is a fucking amazing trip. But you don't even need a passport for it. So my, you know, resolution is to go somewhere this year where I have to use my passport. Just mm. out of the fucking country. Just get some culture and some sunshine and whatever happens. So, so I have two trips planned. I won't get into them yet, but they are booked. So oh. I have... We we booked the ten year wedding anniversary. We are looking around for a place to go, and you know something all inclusive. I can just be drinking the whole fucking time, and we found a place. So next month going there, it's Cancun. The kids don't know yet. Anyway, so <laughs> that's gonna be dope. And then uh, going to Jamaica in this summer. Ooh. Yeah, very. I've exciting. always wanted to go there, man. Me too, bro. Me, oh my god. So I want to go like over there and like smoke weed with them boys and like. All of that curry, like I want to try their food. Absolutely, the food. The uh, the first part, I'm going with my mom and my brother. So, oh, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. That's the one caveat. I was like, mm, I need to do it the right way. So, if anything, this is gonna be like an intro to Jamaica, and then I go back and do it the right way. You you feel me? So, <laughs> yeah, that's that's number two, and uh, number three, just. Enjoy the little things more. Kind of along lines what you said. You know, like you said, more time for the things that I really like to do. And you know, it's you get bogged down in working and grinding all the fucking time, and your days just fly by. It's already 2024, just like that. I know the last few years are like all a blur, but they're still moving by very fucking fast. So, mm-hmm. you know, I read I read this quote a long time ago, and it's always stuck in my brain. And it said, You weren't born to pay bills and die. So I mm-hmm. said, Man. You got it's it's hard to remember that on a daily basis, but I'm trying to really put an emphasis on that this year of just like I like you said, more time just doing the little things that you like to do that mm-hmm. bring you joy. It doesn't matter what it's for, but just more creativity, getting more out of my life, you know. Just I don't yeah. want to sit, I don't want to sit by and just kind of pass by. So that's that's a big one for me. And lastly, this show. I want to elevate the show. I want to start recording in person. Get some mm-hmm. bigger guests for this show, for these people. Get some more mm-hmm. fan interaction. Just take that next step as a pod. That's going to be fucking great. Can't wait for mm-hmm. that. And I hope y'all can't wait either because, trust me, you're going to be along the way for uh, every step of it. So very, very exciting stuff coming in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hey, it's man, should, be great. We, uh, should we cue that music? I don't think we cued it yet. No, no. We got right into it. So let's cue the music up and get started. One, yeah. two, three. <laughs> I'm gonna take a drink for that one. Mm-hmm. Mm. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna take a hit. Yeah. Hey, there you go. One more thing. I mentioned about six weeks ago. I took a DNA test. Right? You recall? Yes. The results are in. Oh shit! And I, and I had something very surprising. Turns out. I'm black. 
Oh shit! Oh my god! Hooray! It's finally confirmed! Whoa! Wait! I know! I know! The jury was out for I, years! And all I had the, no idea. I know! I know, man! I, I, I was thought you were skeptical. Chinese. Like, man, you know, I love fucking fried rice. I get it. I love martial arts. I got martial arts tattoos. <laughs> I would see why you would think that about me, but sorry, folks. The draft is over. Black delegation selects Siege, and that's all there is to it. <laughs> no, the really surprising thing that I thought was very cool, because it gives you like a percentage breakdown, turns out I am mostly, and this is the part where I was like, whoa, I am Nigerian. Damn. That part I did not see coming. Like, the majority of me is Nigerian. I said, whoa. Like, damn. But like straight, like West Africa motherland black. I'm black. Yeah. Let like, there be no like, more dispute. Yeah, like you're Kamaru Usman. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. that's my brother, man. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I can finally I can finally claim him. Yes. But like even little things like I'm actually quite a bit Scottish, which explains my last name. But I am actually Scottish. Yeah. And a little, guess what? One percent Irish. Yeah. Uh, There's the whiskey. <laughs> There's the whiskey. That's just from the shit you drink, man. That shit is that shit is not in your DNA. That's all from the shit that you drink. Oh my God. <laughs> that 1% just said, fuck it, we'll attach to these strands. We in here all the time anyway. <laughs> oh my God, I hope that's actually true. <laughs> I drank so much whiskey, it was part of my DNA now. <laughs> wow. That's hilarious. Uh, I really hope that's scientifically accurate. Even if it's not, I'm going to say it is. <laughs> that would totally explain why it's only 1% too. That's the only reason why it would be. Only reason why. <laughs> Only reason why. Yep. But other things, you know, are just small percentages. You know, Norway and uh, Ivory Coast, Ghana, Benin, Togo, Senegal. So, yes, a lot of Africa Damn. in me. Where did you take it? So uh, Ancestry DNA. So quite popular. I think it's one of the top two brands out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, we got like a two for one special on Black Friday. And we just said, hey, fuck it. Let's check it out. And, you know, it's I said part of it. And I explained to you, like. Just black people not knowing where they come from, just uh, yeah. displaced history. So I've always been kind of just curious on where I might stem from, or at least my family tree, you know, in the slavery days, because it makes a lot of sense. You know, um, slaves from Nigeria were pretty much sent up through England and then down to like Southern America. So like, you know, the Louisiana yeah. area, that's a lot of where it comes from, too. I had to look up. I have like 60 cousins, by the way. So that was pretty fucking interesting. Damn. Don't be, for all of you second and third and fourth cousins who might be listening to the show randomly and you just found me, I have no money, so please don't try to contact me. We can talk about anything else, but if you're looking for money, I'm the broke cousin. Sorry. Sorry about it, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's all there is to it. But yeah, it's fucking cool, man. Check it out. It's not expensive and very easy. You just spit in the tube and you mail it in and they go, hey, here's a hundred percent of your history, and you should know about all this stuff too. You spit Here's in a tube, yeah, right in there. That's it. Now I hope Damn. they're not doing any freaky stuff with it, but it sounds like it's just you know analytical. They're gonna be like, but, "You smoke a lot of fucking weed, right?" But <laughs> that would explain the whiskey, right? Like, oof, but that shit on fire. But you're, but you're Asian, <laughs> but you're Asian. <laughs> That's right. I was, I'm disappointed that there was no Asian, zero percent Asian. Damn, that'd been nice. So it was just, it was just, um. So Africa and then like European, descent? pretty much, yeah, Those, yeah, mm. like Northern European and West Africa. So mm. very cool to know. I'm gonna get like a Nigerian tattoo. I'm gonna start yeah. going for the Nigerian soccer team in the World Cup. I hope they're good. I should look that up. <laughs> hey man, but they're hell of a they're hell of a MMA fighters. Absolutely. So big time investment in that. Very exciting stuff. Well, I'll keep you guys posted if I find anything else that's cool about that. But. For the rest of you guys, welcome to the show. My name, again, if you forgot, it's Siege, the best thing since sliced bread. That guy is Rizzy Rizzy, the best thing since Costco-sized Hennessy. So, mm. we both got flavors for you. Mm. Mm. It's Except for bread. tonight, I'm, I, I've been sipping on Powerade. <laughs> oh, my God. See a doctor. You're drinking Powerade and your knees are clicking. It's downhill for you, sir. <laughs> it's downhill. But... Yes, we're glad you're back. Thanks for giving us another chance. And if you're just one of our regular listeners, hey, nice to see you again. We love you. Got plenty to talk about tonight, touching on a lot of the subjects we talked about last week, but kind of getting into the future uh, just because we are 
man, we're knocking on the door here at the playoffs. We got one more week of the NFL, and then it is fucking game time, especially for the Bears, who I'll get into later in their big offseason coming up. But before any of that, before we get into any of that, let us just quickly touch on a last-minute thing from the Detroit Pistons because we've talked about them for the last couple weeks and the potential of them breaking the all-time record. This man didn't care. This man was never worried. He didn't sweat one drop. I didn't either, but I thought it was interesting. However, Ryan, I think you should talk to them quickly about how the Patri- uh, the uh, excuse me, the Patriots, ha, oh. how, the, how the Pistons did this past weekend. Well, if you've been living under a rock, the Pistons snapped the streak. Yeah. They snapped the streak against the Toronto Raptors. I don't care that they traded everybody on their team. Okay, I don't care that they just traded OG Ananobi and RJ Barrett and Emmanuel Quickly Kumpi. I don't care about that shit, man. Because what happened on the court? We ain't seen that. It's been like a million games. We ain't seen that in so long, man. I don't give a damn. We got it there. We got to win, man. My boy K was on a mission. Jaden Ivey finally got the start. When Jaden Ivey starts, do you see good things happen? You called it. The Jaden Ivey start. And I just don't understand why this coach won't start his second best player next to his best player. But anyway, but they started this game. <laughs> they, oh, they, they started this game. Oh, yeah. And late in the fourth quarter. Oh, hold on. Uh, late in the fourth <laughs> tears. quarter. Tears. <laughs> late in the fourth quarter when we needed them shots, Kay Cunningham was knocking down threes. Jaden Ivey was getting to the free throw line, knocking down his free throws. <laughs> they made all the big shots in the fourth quarter. Guess who fucked up all of our possessions in the fourth quarter? Bogdan Bogdanovich. Get that boy off this team right now. He can't guard a <laughs> single soul. You know what they were doing? Pascal Siakam was walking down like... Oh, I got this guy on me. He cannot guard me. And he went to work <laughs> oh my every God. single time. Spin move. Go hard right, spin left, lay. The entire time. Mm. And then Scotty Barnes started to get going. Scotty Barnes had an off night. Mm. Cool. I was cool with that. He played high school basketball with Kay Cunningham. So oh. maybe Kay knew how to guard. Kay was on him sometimes, but Kay was also on Siakam. Anyway, <laughs> Scotty Barnes was off the whole night. All of a sudden, they took Bogdan off of Siakam because they figured out, oh, he just can't guard him mm. in the fourth quarter, of course. Took him that of long. Of course. Put him on Scotty Barnes. Scotty Barnes said, wait, let me try to score on him. Oh, that works too. I've been <laughs> off the whole night, and now I'm in the rhythm. Oh. Come down, got two straight layups on Bogdan. And now it's like, who does he guard? But he has to be on the court because he can shoot. And I just. Can he, I, though? I don't know because he wasn't hitting so. them shots. Right. Uh, I mean, I he really hit some shots game. during the game. Yes, he hit sure. some shots during the game. But the shots that we needed late in the fourth quarter when the Raptors were coming back, Cade hit and Ivy hit. Well, there you go. So maybe you should just keep putting the ball in their hands. Please just continue to put the ball in their hands. I haven't been watching the game tonight. Interesting. Uh, I, I was preparing for this and I was working out, so I haven't been watching the game. But I checked the score and the Pistons were up the last time I checked. Mm. And we are at Utah. So if we get a win at Utah... That would be a huge boost that's, to our confidence. Utah big. is a very good basketball team at home. Absolutely. They were one of the teams that covered for me on my parlay that I did not hit. I'm just saying. <clears> but <laughs> uh, I'm going to check the score real quick. Again I was going to say, I was going to do the same thing. And yes, we are up five. Yeah, we're up five in the third quarter with five mm, minutes to go. I'm going to put that on the um, clock right on let here. Let me see. And of course, as I'm talking shit about him, Bogdan Bogdanovic has 24 points and he's six of nine from three. <laughs> oh, but of he course. Probably still can't guard a single soul. Huh. Wow. Um, wow. Uh, hmm, I don't like that, but okay. Don't get too That's far cool. in the stats, man. We got a show to do. <laughs> Kate has 21 and 10. So I can yeah. already hear you analyzing it. I'm like, oh, here we go. As long as you don't have it on in front of you. Yeah, yeah, focus. yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to, yeah. Cause I'd zone out and be like, what the fuck? This boom, 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 boom. <laughs> and now this is just us live reacting to the Pistons playing, but I don't I like want it. that to happen. I, I like it. I guess I'll keep an eye on the score, but like if they end up winning that, I'm going to be very, I, I'm going to be hyped for you. Cause we were nine point underdogs. So we were expected to get blown out. Mm. It's too late to make a bet, isn't it? Nope. Yeah. Too or oh, no. Okay. You have to check the line. Um, some lines bet live. Um, oh, you're right. You're right. Yeah. So you could check with that. It just depends on who you bet through. But you didn't hear from me. Gambling is illegal in some states, so you didn't hear from me. That's absolutely true. 
So anybody outside the Midwest, go ahead and go crazy. Actually, Illinois, too. Go ahead. It's a great game for the Pistons. Very happy they did not go ahead and break that streak. And I know it wouldn't matter in the long scheme of things like we talked about before. But just like, again, it's another pin in that cushion where you just got to go, damn, dude. It didn't have to be Detroit. Any team but Detroit. But they are successful. Hopefully back on their winning ways very soon. But let's talk about a different Detroit team. Because this man's Detroit Lions were Mm. in a very big game in the NFC. Who were we? I'm just saying. I know how we feel about the other team being the Dallas Cowboys. But statistically and record-wise, yes, the Cowboys are one of the top five teams in the NFC. There's no really argument about that. So both these teams pretty much on top, fighting for playoff positioning. Both already have a spot locked up. But, you know, we give the Cowboys shit, rightfully. But when it comes down to it, at home, they're a fortress. They won, up to that point, 15 straight at home. So, mm-hmm. at t Stadium, very comfortable for them. Lions, actually pretty good on the road. I mean, they were, what, 5-2 and two when it comes to the road on the way to the Dallas Cowboys? So Yeah, but we, we struggled to get wins in Dallas. In, that's what that's I, mean. I was getting at. It was, this is the one place where you're going to put that to the test. So I know the the big story of this game was C.D. Lamb and his big game that he had, but we'll get into that. I kind of want you to break it down on your side. Just let me answer you the uh, the fan question we have here, and then you can parlay that into your analysis of the game because I know you have opinions, especially about the end of it. <laughs> uh, our guy Kev asked, uh, so I got to ask, how heated did our in-house Lions fan get after Saturday's game? Can't imagine he was a happy camper, and I wouldn't blame him one bit. What's pretty- talking about, Ryan? <laughs> wouldn't blame me one bit, man. Not one bit. Hey, man. So you know, like you know how heated Craig was when he got thrown into Smokey's bullshit. When Smokey had a payback, uh, I forgot his name. Big yep. Big Worm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they right. had to pay that dude back because you know what I'm saying, like yep. he, Smokey smoked all the weed. <laughs> Correct. And all of a sudden, now Craig is about to die, too. Like, that's how I was feeling. Like, what? Like, I I do shit to deserve this. <laughs> we as Lions fans didn't do shit to deserve this. Our team clawed back yeah. to get ourselves in a position to win the game. Subsequently won the fucking game. Pretty much. All but. And let me explain what happened. Because that's the real story of the game. This fucking botched two-point conversion, all right? I can't wait. So Go ahead. This is all caught on camera. Y'all can look mm-hmm. it up. I'll put the clips right here. So Jared Goff is in the huddle. He taps 68. Taylor Decker. Hey, big boy. I'm going to throw you this rock. Go check in with the ref. Decker goes, got you, cuz. Walks over there. Do, do, do. Walks up to the ref. Let's the ref know. You can tell he's having dialogue. He's moving his hands. His helmet is moving while he's standing still. So yep. you know he's saying something. Not so I believe it's I believe it's Skipper. And Penay Sewell, they run towards the official and Taylor Decker because they're trying to deceive the defense. I don't know if that's a penalty. Guess what? It's not. I didn't think so. It's called deception, the same way a defense can disguise coverage and stuff against the offense. Exactly. That's what it is. And guess what? The ref is supposed to announce 68 reported as eligible before the play starts. Right. So what the fuck? Anyway, so, you know, they, they all get in. And you could tell, I think it's Skipper that taps uh, Decker, like, okay, let's go line up. Right. And then he's telling Decker where to line up because Skipper is now going to be the offensive tackle where Decker normally plays because <laughs> Decker reported as eligible. Sounds right to me. So the play fucking starts. I'm like, fuck, we're going to get a flag for illegal formation because Josh Reynolds was off the line of scrimmage. Mm. And I was like, fuck, they got us. This ain't going to count. And then... <laughs> Throws it to fucking, what's his name? Taylor. I'm like, oh, shit. They didn't throw a flag. Decker mm-hmm. catches it. I'm like, oh, shit. We fucking won the game. <laughs> Would have been beautiful. And, of course, everybody knows what happens after this. There's a late flag. And I'm like, okay, what the fuck is this shit? Because if it wasn't that illegal formation, you would have threw it right away. You didn't throw in there. So what the fuck is this shit? Didn't report. <laughs> Dan Campbell was telling y'all before the game, this is the exact player we're going to run when we get all the way down here. And we lay our nuts right on these Dallas Cowboys fans with this two-point conversion. We're just going to dunk all over the ground, mamas. It was That's over. what he told the done. official. 
They go over the script with the officials before the damn game. Every time. You have video evidence of Decker reporting because Goff told him to. What other reason than we're the Detroit Lions? Why are you throwing that flag? Because guess what? You picked up a phantom flag in 2014. I still ain't forgive y'all for when we was in Dallas. Past the Brandon Pettigrew. He gets face guarded by, I think, Anthony Hitchens. We They throw the flag for interference. They walk over there and they said, um, you know, if we give this to the Lions, they, they're going to lock up this game. Let's pick that up. They pick it up and don't call the flag. Now we got a punt. Did you see what Steph, this? You see Stafford saw this game and said the same thing? He's like, oh, shit, yes. it happened again. <laughs> yes. I've never seen this in my life. It's the same exact fucking thing. A team won the game. You're like, wait, they can't win. Let, uh, nope. Uh. nope. Uh, let's do throw something. this. Uh, Make something up. The Lions, they can't win. They always do this shit to us. Yeah. Calvin Johnson in his touchdown. Yep. On the, I'm sorry. It was on the Bears. I'm sorry. He he destroyed. I forgot who was. I, I think it was uh, uh, Tim Jennings, maybe. But he completely wrecked that corner. Yeah, four Tim games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, completely wrecked him. Four games. Yep. He caught the ball, landed on his ass, landed on his ass, put the ball down, celebrated. They called it not a catch. Yep. The man landed on his two ass cheeks. What the fuck is not a catch? <laughs> oh, man. They're only doing this because we're the Detroit Lions, and nobody gives us respect, and nobody wants us to win. It's against the NFL script. They want us to be just good enough to be marketable again so they can make <laughs> money off Dan Campbell and the Detroit Lions and how they're unofficially America's team. Oh, he said it. Nobody wants to bring that up either. Everyone wants to see who on primetime? Not the Cowboys. No, no. And don't give me... Hold on. This is I'm 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 sidetracking here, but do not give me shit about Dan Campbell going for it three times in a row. Oh no, I, I like that. That's what you came for. We came here to win, boys. Right. We don't have time for overtime. They don't pay us by the hour. Mm-mm. We get paid by salary. We trying to get this shit done ASAP. You got right. time? Because I don't. So I Crazy. don't give a damn. You know what that shows me? That shows me that Dan Campbell believes in his team this much. Yep. That no matter who they're going against, who Dallas was, I believe at the time they were number one in the division. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think going, so. Going against a top seed in the NFC, a playoff contender, you know what I'm saying, for the Super Bowl. Yes, right. He said, fuck that shit. We're going for it all three times because I believe in the guys I got in my locker room. I respect that. You know that. what kind of message that sends to the team? Mm. Dan's got your back. And he he has never changed. Nope. Day one. That's what, I love, that's about what I love about him. If he's yes. always... If he's always been a Mike McCarthy ass guy, always mm. been a field goal kicking ass guy, <laughs> and always kicked field goals, I would respect him for that. I mean, but Dan Campbell do. ain't that type. He ain't kicking no field goals nah. unless unless he absolutely has to. Right. If he if he's trying to if it's if it's an opportunity to win the game, he's gonna go for that opportunity. It's never his first instinct to kick field goals, which is enlightening in the nfl every trust me i would love a little more aggression in chicago so i that i respect it that fake punt mm, yeah deep in our territory where's that you know ballsy as fuck i think it was like four fourth and four yeah it's fucking ballsy special place fuck. like who where's the all fuck that magic that? right um you know we obviously go for a damn near every fourth down that's not that. even new anymore right dudes are out here just playing madden and i fucking love it and that's, I, that's why shit. i love the detroit lions I don't blame you. I have grown immense respect for the Lions. Not even just this year, the last couple of years, honestly. Just you, Even the Stafford days, they're always a tough out. Stafford played with his balls. You still had a nasty defense. I loved watching the Dominican Sioux. Y'all can say what you want about dirty plays and shit, but that dude that man was a the, force. He understood the assignment. That guy was, what, 3 315? Like, yeah. moves like a fucking but, Lamborghini? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? But, yeah, but he had wheels. So exactly. it was like, That's what I mean. Yeah. So. They had a nasty defense, a nasty attitude, and I like it. It's the same shit in Detroit Pistons in history. Like, that's Detroit sports, and the world is better for it. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, like I said, I mentioned before, big story. C.D. Lamb broke the receptions and yards record uh, for the Dallas Cowboys all-timer, uh, 227 yards on 13 catches and a touchdown. So he went a little nuts the rest of the game. I've been trying and, to tell y'all Cam Sutton is overrated. Yeah, you've been saying that for a long time now. I, y'all need to upgrade. Hopefully, the draft will be good for you. He was on him a lot of the game. So, mm. yeah, there you go. That's your results, right? <laughs> so, oh, my God. They even used him in some rushing, too. So, 
yeah, this is the CD Lamb show, and you can say what you want about him, but I'm still not buying Dak Prescott. Y'all just Mm-mm. keep on trying to offer me some Dak, and I go, Mm-mm. because I'm not impressed, y'all. Dak had opportunities to put this game away, and he never did. Couldn't pull the trigger. Um, Dude, don't know. I'm, I don't know if it was play calling, but he also didn't make any plays himself. No, I mean I don't think it's play calling. I mean you know what you're getting with Mike McCarthy. It's it's Dallas conservative as fuck. Exactly, it, but it's effective in most cases. So I get it. But you know, 26 uh, for I'm sorry, 38 attempts made 26 of them, 345 yards, two touchdowns, and a pick. But overall, just not really an effective game. They won, but by the skin of their teeth. And we move on from there. Detroit finishes the season uh but hey you get to do a mercy killing now because you get minnesota on life support so i don't even know what quarterback they're starting against you guys this week i'm not sure i'm not sure if we play our starters like for most of that game we might honestly half i don't think you need to and i think you'll still beat the minnesota vikings because i I imagine it's gonna be nick mullins just because they're rookie i can't remember his fucking name jalen hall or something he just Oh, he shit yeah. the bed. Yeah, 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 yeah. Shit the bed. Darren Hall. Yeah. Yeah. He's not ready. Put that dude back in the oven, y'all. So I don't know why I, they just don't play Dobbs. Play Dobbs. I was just going to say, like, I think they're going to start Mullins, but it really should be Dobbs. I'm sorry. Dobbs gives you the best chance of winning. And yeah. they need, they have to win absolutely. They need the Packers and like Seattle and Tampa all to lose on top of the win. So again, life support. This is. Like, you know, oh, I was said Lassie. No, old Yeller. Woo! They didn't kill Lassie. That's my bad, folks. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, that's about it for Minnesota. I think Detroit, even on fumes, would max these guys out. So, not worried about it, but you will see a lot of Justin Jefferson and that secondary, so good luck. Yeah, try not to play man. Try, yeah. That's the only saving grace for you, I think, when it comes to the defense. But, again, I think it depends on the quarterback. But moving on, I get to rant a little bit more about the Chicago Bears because I've been good. The whole holiday season, I've barely mentioned the Bears. It is what it is. I've stuck my head down. I've been waiting for the season to end because, as we all know by now, and even the ones living under a rock, the Bears are kind of in turmoil of their own doing. And we're getting to a point now where we've got one game left of the season, and it's a big one. I'll get to that in a second. But the coaching staff on life support, on the hot seat. Our quarterback, for some fucking reason, on the hot seat. Nobody can make up their mind. Fan base is split, although it's kind of 80-20 now after this ass-whooping that we did on the Falcons, which we should have. It's the Falcons. I know the Falcons are they were in the mix for the division title, but it's still the Falcons. They don't know how to use their starters and whatever. So the Bears beat them. Everyone's screaming, we want fields, we want fields. And I don't know what else you need to see, but I get the arguments for trying to get rid of him. I digress. I'll get to that later. The point is the Bears are playing the Packers the final week of the season. Bears are already eliminated. The Packers have to win this game to get into the playoffs. So here we are again. It's this oldest rivalry ever. It's barely a rivalry anymore because the Bears just cannot seem to beat Green Bay. We haven't beaten Green Bay since 2018 in the divisional championship. And that was two days after they let go of Mike McCarthy. So Mm. we beat them, but okay. Mm. We had Trubisky. So I say that to say is we haven't beaten them since. It wasn't really an impressive win when we did beat them. So something's got to give here, and I feel like a lot of pressure is on Fields right now. This might be it. Like, does he does he beat Green Bay, and we see what we need to see, and we lock him up, or same old story, and he becomes, I don't know, the next Jay Cutler, where he goes somewhere else for a mint, balls out, goes through three different coordinators again, and just that's kind of his career. But Mm. That's what that's the shitty part to think about. But I really hope that this kid is going to show you something special because it feels like with all the said and done is the Bears are going to maybe keep Iberflus and I feel they might keep Fields and Getsy all together because at the end of the day, do I want Getsy gone? Yes. But do I want Fields to have to learn a third new offense when he's already trying to just be a starter? No, it's not a great move. If we have to keep Getsy, at the very worst, we're being consistent. We're building more weapons. Maybe we get somewhere in the, third, in the third year. Who knows? But that's where we are with that. This game is going to be really fucking tough, and all the stats are against us. And even Aaron Rodgers is on Pat McAfee talking shit again. Talking shit. And I'll quote him, pretty much saying, like, this is the Bears Super Bowl every year, and it's not really a rivalry because we can never beat them. And I go... Motherfucker, you ain't even on the team anymore. Why are you talking? 
Who asked you? You don't even go here. Like, and you're out for your own season. Didn't even play for the Jets at all. So, like, that just made me look a little bad. I'm a little heated because, like, nobody asked you to say nothing about this game. You're a Jet. Get over it. But the odds are against us. We'll see how it goes. What do you think about this game coming up, sir? I actually like the Bears. Mm. I think I like the way Fields is playing right now. I do he, too. He looks like he he looks like he does not give a shit about what happens at the end of the year. I don't think he does, which and is awesome. He, he's playing with a different level of poise. He's playing with a different level of patience. Um, Absolutely, agree. he's hitting DJ Moore down the field. I mean, they have a nice chemistry. Oh, going. They have a nice connection going. It's beautiful. It's blossomed all year. It's been so cool to watch. That I don't know why they just don't take a shot every other play. Like you, you have nothing to lose. They've shown you That's they what... can gash defenses for big <laughs> gains consistently. Yeah, like they done it against the Lions. They done it this past mm. game. That's right. So I mean, they've been consistent all year long. That's why DJ Moore is having his best year ever. Yes, statistically. And I just yeah. saw he didn't even make the Pro Bowl. Even though I don't give a shit about the Pro Bowl, but y'all gonna keep up. sleeping on DJ Moore, man. Yeah, DJ Moore is he's legit. Keep sleeping on him. You'll see. Mm. He was frying Cam Sutton. He was the best <laughs> addition we had this season, other than Montez Sweat, who did make the Pro Bowl. Yes. Congrats, Montez Sweat. Beautiful addition. Um, but, yeah, I think Fields is going to go out with a bang, man. I think he's going to have a big game. In Lambeau. In Lambeau, yeah. I think he gets a statement win. Because no matter what, whether he's with us or he gets traded, like he's starting somewhere next year, point blank. It, it better be in Chicago because <laughs> – if they fuck this one up, I swear to God, they're never going to get it right because they're going to – like Caleb Williams learning this offense is just like Justin Fields learning a new offense. That's what I'm saying. It's the same thing with an unknown. Let's just go with the kid yeah. who's growing. Like, Yeah. Oh, my God. It shouldn't be this hard, man. Like, let's just have a quarterback for once. That'd be, that'd be nice. But yeah. speaking of all that, last point about the Bears I'll make is – Thank you once again to the Carolina Panthers, yes, who are officially the worst team in the league. And that means, folks, your Chicago Bears, number one draft pick again, back-to-back years. <sighs> and the whole offseason gets to be about us again. Although last time, I thought that and then we ended up trading the pick within like two weeks of the season being over. So uh-huh. it may be a very short offseason. But the point is, we're the, we're the bell of the ball again. So... Yes, like he said, make the right decision. I say keep fields. Let's get him another weapon. Let's get some another uh, fucking pass rusher, please, so we can dominate. And then a little more help, offensive line. We're good. We're good. That's great weapons. So that's all we got to do. If we do anything else or try to get Caleb Williams or be too cute and try to go for a lower-tier quarterback, like it's all the same shit. It's all the same shit. So yeah. let's not mess take, this up. You take Marvin Harrison if he comes out. More and Harrison, like, come on. That yeah. is, watch Fields blossom with those two. Then you're going to see what you want to find. So Yeah, yeah. Mm. No, like, mm. even if, okay, let's say they don't have Fields, right? Let's say Fields go somewhere else. Sure. The right pick is Marvin Harrison. Absolutely. I think top to bottom, he's the best player in this draft. I don't think there's a really a comparison there. Like, like generational I, I is I don't spot think on. Caleb Williams helped his draft stock the way he played no. the last half of the season. Nope. Um, I mean, I don't know if he heard it too much either, but he definitely I, didn't help it. I could tell I you don't, that. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, the, the buzz is still like a lot of people still want Caleb Williams. So like, yeah, you know, it's hard to deny the talent is there. But the conversation of number one pick between him and Marvin Harrison is actually like a real thing. True. That's how good Marvin Harrison is. A wide Jeez. receiver. You take a wide receiver like that. This is Calvin Johnson. This is like the Calvin yeah. Johnson of this draft. Absolutely. You take that guy, number one. Guess who went number one in uh, Calvin Johnson's draft? Mm. Jamarcus Russell. Ooh, the the Bears better bus. not do some shit like that. I'm not saying Caleb Williams is going to be that type of bust. I'm not no, saying No, 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 no. But what? let's not forget, Jeez. Jamarcus Russell was supposed to be the next one. The guy, yes, absolutely. High prospect. You know who's also supposed to be the next one? Caleb Williams. Mm. Oh, yeah. Like Messiah. So maybe the Chicago Bears should just... Not try to be cute and just take Marvin Harrison. I think that's the play. And all I can do is hope, but it's going to be an interesting offseason. We'll put it that way. <laughs> oh, man. Well, getting into other parts of football, 
we did have some college football playoff games that we wanted to discuss tonight. And there was down to four really, really fucking good teams. And the Rose Bowl had Alabama and the undefeated Michigan Wolverines, which Bears fans have been keeping a very close eye on Michigan. Get into that in a second. And the Sugar Bowl with the electrifying Michael Penix Jr. and the undefeated Washington Huskies taking on a very tough Texas Longhorn team. So wanted to get into a little bit of that, see what you thought, kind of make some predictions from there. And I don't know. Just when we come to talk about like draft prospects, like mm-hmm. here are teams with big time ones, especially at the quarterback position. Uh, yeah. So I wanted to get into Alabama and Michigan first. Okay. And like I said, just kind of getting your opinion on how the game went. I know Bears fans have been all enamored with, you know, Jim Harbaugh trying to figure out, is he going to stay? Is he going to go? Does he want to come home? That kind of thing and come coach. You know, I it's sounding more and more like I think he's staying, but because they're, they're just throwing so much fucking money at him. I, I don't blame him. Everything he wants is in that contract. They're going to make a gold statue of that guy outside the fucking stadium. So it's hard to pass that up. And going against a powerhouse in Alabama, the top dog for a very fucking long time. So Wolverines have JJ McCarthy, who is like a Zen master of some sort, but very effective quarterback. They have a decent mm-hmm. running game does pretty well. You know, Blake Corum working really hard in this game too. The touches were plenty, but the yards, the averages were kind of low. So he was fighting for a lot of it. You know, a lot of scandals in Michigan and sign stealing and, you know, Harbaugh getting suspended for like six weeks and things like that. Even through all that, they still made it up here. And this actually turned into a very interesting game. What do you think about it? Um, So Alabama came out and um, they looked like, at first, the more physical team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were running the ball with the running back. Uh, what's his name? McLean? McClellan? Uh, they were running the ball really well with him. Michigan did not look good starting off this game. They had a lot of miscues uh, on special teams. That damn near cost them the game. But I like what Michigan did. Michigan actually made adjustments. Something Mm. Alabama did not do. Um, Alabama was having success running the ball with Jalen Milrow. Right. Don't know why they wanted to drop back and play this traditional Tua Tungavailoa game. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. When, When the defensive line from Michigan has a clear advantage over your struggling offensive line the edges of the defensive line, defensive end for Michigan, he would contain on the edges. So the DNs would contain on the edges and the interior defensive lineman would loop around the center. So one would line up on the right shoulder of the center and directly cross his face. That's why the snaps were so damn bad. That would explain it. Um, The snaps were always low. I think they might've even lost one. If I remember. They did. Yeah. I remember that one. Um, but, yeah, the snaps were bad because Michigan was bringing that pressure. So give Michigan's defense credit. Um, but also, like I said, Alabama's coaching staff did not adjust. Um, they should have ran Jalen Milrow more. They knew that the block was hot with the blitz. Nobody was ever chipping. Um, no extra protection from the tight end, from the running back. Everybody was out on a route, um, which would work if your offensive line could give you enough time to make those throws. Right. But clearly they weren't. And Michigan kept pounding the ball with Blake Corum. In my opinion, Blake Corum is their best offensive player. Will be a top pick at that running back position this year. I can see that. Um, very short in stature, runs with a big heart. Um, he he's not like Darren Sproles quick, but he has but nobody is. <laughs> he has that Darren Sproles mentality. Absolutely. Where he's gonna run hard, um, and he can affect the game through the air and on the ground. I like that. Uh and I thought J.J. McCarthy did a really good job managing the game. Absolutely. Um, numbers weren't big, weren't great, but he was very efficient. Absolutely. Um, didn't throw for a good amount of yards. I mean, 221, that's solid. Yeah. Um, but three touchdowns, no picks. There you go. That's Let's, huge. And ridiculous. didn't take a sack. Hey, that's big. Yeah, so he managed the game very well. Blake Corum ran the ball um, big down the stretch. Blake Corum actually had the two big catches in this game. He had the touchdown. That's right. And then he had the uh, the one on fourth down, that yep. flat run. That was huge. Um, I don't know why Alabama kept playing this man coverage <laughs> uh, because their linebackers were just getting beat inside by those short crossers. One team adjusted at half. The other team didn't. Mm. Again, I know that feels Alabama, like. I mentioned this earlier in a different show. Alabama's coaches, I'm sorry, Alabama's coaches got too much in their ego. That, say, I get sometimes, it. It's a big school, dude. Sometimes when you come into a game with a game plan and it's not working, 
maybe you should go somewhere else and do right. something that is working, like Jalen Mil Jalen Milrow running the ball. Worked for me. Um, people are gonna say, well, they ran Jalen Milrow at the end. Um, I don't think you should run quarterback power as as a play to end a game while you're on the three or four yard line and it's the last play of the game. I don't think that's a smart idea. I think uh, what no. you should do is maybe <laughs> give him an option to pass or throw the ball. Um, it was man coverage out the gate. You noticed that with the running back going in motion, the linebacker following him. I don't know why everyone just ran straight. You know why they ran straight? Because they knew they weren't going to get the ball thrown to them. <laughs> you, you oppose no passing threat. So, of course, they're just going to be in the box waiting for you to run the ball. Jogging. And the game was over. Wow. <laughs> No adjustments at all. I just, I don't no. get it. I don't get it. Like, that's very un Alabama like. So, I don't know. Like, as I said, ego, it's an ego loss. They thought they could just power their way through it. And now, nah, man, Michigan, like you said, I'm glad you mentioned the defense because Michigan's defense is pretty fucking stellar. I believe it's the best mm -hmm. in the country. So, that defensive line is nuts. It's very, very and crazy. I can't think of that guy's name. You know what? I'm going to look it up. Because, <laughs> no, he's really good. I think he's going to be a draft. I don't know if he's coming out this year, but he's going to be a draft pick one day. I'm sure you figure it out, though. Yeah, I'll figure it out. But, yeah, I but yeah. Watch crazy, crazy defense, crazy defense. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting going into a title match. Uh, next up, though, was the Sugar Bowl. And like we said, Michael Penix, who has lit college football on fire this season, fucking crazy season, and brought an undefeated record to this fucking championship. A lot of it is going to be really down to him. And he's got great receivers in Washington, but Penix is the engine behind this shit. So very creative offense. I really liked what I saw from him. Like I said, it's kind of been the same thing all season long. Kind of a similar record with Michigan and like Alabama even where the teams they're beating are a little lackluster this season, but it's okay. They're kind of on a level playing. Field. But the real story in this game, I mean, it was a very close game, but Penix was on fire this entire fucking game. It was crazy. 29 of 38, 430 yards, two touchdowns, and he made his receivers look like fucking stars. They're already stars. Odunze by himself is first rounder. Odunze, you know, nice. Hulk he's is nice. nice. Too. Absolutely. So these guys are going to be fucking studs. And, you know, a big thing about Penix is, you know, this is a six year starter. So now that the draft is getting closer, it's questionable for where he's going to end up. You know, two knee surgeries, surgery on his, on his actual throwing shoulder. So, like, the guy's been through the ringer, but having a almost a Heisman season this year. Yeah, he's a name you're going to be seeing very fucking quickly. So it kind of depends on where he ends up, and we'll talk about that in a second. But, yeah, this entire game, I want to know what you thought about his performance because I was watching a lot of clips on that, and yikes. Scary, scary good offense. Reminds me a lot about old Clemson, too, but a little yeah. dynamic. Uh, I was going to say, if you've never watched Michael Penix play, I would describe his game as, like, Aaron Rodgers mixed with Deshaun Watson. Woo! But, like, like, he looks... Like, he's throwing like Michael Vick. Like, his form is like Michael Vick. But Damn. his play style is that of Aaron Rodgers and Deshaun Watson. Because when he's moving, he's not moving to run. He's moving right. to make plays down the field. And yep. that's what he was doing. What I was impressed with the most was Michael Penix's ability to process the defense, also recognize the pass rush that's coming his way, knows which way to step up in the pocket that will give him the best angle to throw uh, to his open receivers because – his receivers right. are getting wide the fuck open. <laughs> <laughs> but he would drop these arm angles through his offensive linemen. Mm. And it would, oh, my God, the way it comes off the left hand pause. The boy, the ball was just popping out of that his left hand. It was looking so, like, just beautiful. <laughs> it's a beautiful throw. It was a I will work give of that. art because it would pause. The ball would just release and come off so nicely off of his fingertips. All the pauses. And All it would, the pauses. <laughs> and it would be right on target to where the receiver needs the ball. And it would be inches. <laughs> there were times where that touchdown he threw to, was it number 11? Or was it um uh, Polk? It might have been Polk. I that think it's Polk. Polk. Well, someone ran a uh, a post route. The ball got tipped. But the ball was placed in such a good spot that the receiver still <laughs> caught the ball after the tip. Look at I think that. it was Polk. But that it's like shit play. like that. Normally, balls like that get intercepted. Right. But he put it in there. a spot where, where even if it got tipped, his receiver would still have a chance to get the ball. 
that other throw uh, to number 11 that was for a touchdown. He also ran a post yeah. route, split the safeties. Yep. And he knew, unlike the other quarterback, which I'll get to later on Texas, he mm-hmm. knew he could not float the ball. He had to laser that bitch inside so yes. it can beat the safeties crashing in on him. And that's exactly what he did. Lasered it. He didn't miss. No, he missed one throw for a touchdown. Just that one throw. I forgot who to. Who to. I think it might have been a Duns. No, no, no. I think it was Polk. I think he missed Polk. Yeah. But then he caught him again on that other touchdown. Yeah. Got you. But that's the only throw that he missed. Other than that, I thought Michael Penix looked like the best college quarterback we've seen this season. Honestly, I think it's I think it's accurate. I know he didn't win the Heisman, but he's been yeah, the, most, the, the most fun fucking player to watch all year long. Like, Yeah, because... Again, his his receivers are nice. Like Adunze, he's going to be a number one pick or a number Absolutely. one like first round pick. I'm sorry, Absolutely. first round pick. First round pick. Uh, and then Polk, when he when he comes out, he's going to be a first round pick too. I think so. They got um, some real talent. But man, when you have a quarterback placing the ball in such impeccable places, and you have playmakers like that on the outside, you are going to be hard to beat. Deshaun Watson, and I know, and DeAndre Hopkins. Yes, and I know that. Texas had all the talent in the world. That's why they were marching back in this game. Absolutely. That's why they were the favorites. I understand that. Yep. But there's something called matchups. Styles make fights. <laughs> that's, that's right. Texas had one of the worst pass defenses in FBS, in the that's NCAA. Fact. Absolute fact. What the hell you thought Mike Penny was going to do to that? Shredded cheese. Faux honey. Chicken <laughs> nuggets. Mm. No sauce. Oh, not plain. Dropped Not the on plain them. nuggets. Mm. And I can't wait to get to our predictions about who we think is going to win the national title. Oh, uh, we can get there now. We can get there right okay. now. Okay. Like. <laughs> Let's get it. So, again, this is the first out of all college football playoffs to have two undefeated teams going head to head. So, this one's going to be fucking crazy. And both are very fucking talented up and down. But there's a big difference between the two. We'll get into that. When you look at the head to head record, though, I'm sorry, Washington struggles against Michigan. Five and eight all time. So that's kind of tough to, to to skip exactly what I'm saying. But Oh, I could skip it, that because Michael Pennick wasn't playing when they was losing. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. But let me get to today. So the big thing about it is Michigan hadn't really had a lot of big wins either going to this fucking title until the playoffs, really, other than a couple. But when it comes to Washington, they, they've won their last 10 games by 10 or less, though. So very close games. That's the biggest argument you can have against Washington. I don't think it measures that much, but I know that's the narrative behind it is. But also, can they, really, can they get the job done? They've been done? underdogs twice against Oregon and against Texas, mm. and they beat they beat them all three times. All times. So, so what does that tell you? They're having close-scoring games against some of the top teams in the country, and they're finishing those games on top. So, mm. Which is why they're my pick. I believe Washington is going to win this. I know Michigan's a very talented team and they have a stellar defense, but I think Penix is electrifying enough, creative enough to make this his game and really put a stamp on this season. Like walk out on top, put all the other shit to rest, the six years, you know, starter, the knees, whatever, walk out a national championship. I feel like that is legacy making. So that's what I'm going for. That's what I feel. I know it's not going to be easy, but I'm going Washington. What do you think? No, I agree with you. I think everyone knows the way I was talking about Michael Penix. Like, I've been talking about him. Like, I think he's my favorite quarterback prospect coming out in this draft. And I, I do think that they're going to get the win over Michigan. I I don't know why Michigan is such a big favorite. They must know it's something Harbaugh, I dude. don't. It's Harbaugh. That's, it has to be. I mean, they must know something I don't. But um, <laughs> I believe Washington has one of the best offensive lines in the country. Mm. Michael Penix was not sacked. Uh, against Texas. That's a big one. That offensive line is stellar. Yes. Um, Absolutely stellar. So if Michigan can't get pressure the way they were getting pressure on Jalen Milrow, because that offensive line was not that good this season, if they can't get pressure on Mike Penix, they are going to get chopped the fuck up. Yeah. It's and it's not going to be pretty. No. Uh, I'm like, if, if Michael Penix gets protection, I think Washington wins this by double digits. Woo! Statement win, huh? But what I'm thinking is Michigan is going to get timely pressure, um, and Michigan will, I guess, control the game to a certain extent with Blake Corum and J.J. Mm. McCarthy. Mm. Um, I do believe it's going to be a close-scoring game because they're they're going to get timely pressure. I feel um, but I do have Washington winning. Um, I feel it's a squeaker. It's 
it's it to me. I'm going with the better quarterback. I'm going the same way. I like McCarthy too. Oh. Don't get me wrong. I dig the Zen shit. I dig he, that he's an efficient quarterback. Yeah, like he doesn't bullshit. Efficient. So I, I respect the hell out of the man. But but Mike Penix is different. He's like, a different breed, dude. It it's so hard to describe his game to someone who hasn't seen him play. But he is what you would want in an NFL quarterback. The modern day he's making, like he's getting the ball over defenders' hands just by the inch. Like it's very measured tight window throws. I I've never seen this from a college quarterback before. I'm sorry. I haven't seen a college quarterback be this accurate ever. I've seen one, but I want to know the rest of your thought first. Mike Penix is that dude, in my opinion. And he's going to cap this season off. Look, he didn't win the Heisman. He nope. obviously he wanted to win the Heisman. He felt disrespected. Oh, right. But he about to win the Heisman for his whole team. That's big. You can tell his team is playing for him. Absolutely. Um, they want this. His team felt the type of way when he didn't win the MVP. So <laughs> not to say that Michigan isn't either, because I know the whole Jim Harbaugh scandal and all that other. I know that shit was going on, and uh, they're winning a story. in spite of all that. Mm-hmm. But I got Washington. I feel it. I was going to say one quarterback that he slightly reminds me of, but it's hard to say because it's only been a year. It's C.J. Stroud. There's a little of that dynamic ability that I'm seeing out of C.J. already. Mm-hmm. I think it's he's the more same athletic. quality. I think he's more athletic, too. But... It's it's that precision dot throwing in tight windows like CJ does with Houston already. Mm. He's athletic enough, but not crazy fast. Penix is, I think, is a little bit faster. But no, Penix got some speed. They were running yeah. this. They ran this uh, sweep. It was like a sweep trap option play, right? Where the running back would come across and he would. They ran it three times, and Penix was getting chunks every single time. Penix looked like he, his wheels was nice. Like right. he tore both of his ACLs, I think. But I was his, say. His wheels was looking nice, and he was taking hits, and he was popping back up. He looked good. I mean, um, you, you worry about durability long-term. I get it. But it's a contact sport. We've seen young quarterbacks come and go. You know, like it's, it's the name of the game. I'm not saying you don't be safe or anything, but you can't just knock him for it just because he's had surgeries. Look how well he's performing. So, you know, it is oh, yeah. what it is. But we'll see. We'll see. I do have high hopes for Penix going into the draft. We'll talk about draft coverage. What, a couple months from now, I'm sure. But mm-hmm. something to keep an eye on. Again, I know Bears fans are like clamoring about all these fucking quarterbacks and what we're going to do. So, yeah, a lot of coverage coming for that one, too. All right, sir. Last words for your Doring fans. Um, man, um, fuck, just wear a condom. That's, that's all I got to <laughs> say, man. You learned that lesson at the beginning of the episode. That's, oh my God. <laughs> yeah, just, uh, yeah, it, it all comes back around. So uh, my final, <laughs> my final words are, Hang in the rim like Vince Carter when you need to, mm. and wear a console. I mean, you gotta say it twice. That's that's just sound advice. <laughs> what else can you say about that? In the meantime, <laughs> episode fifty is in the books. Got uh, one more week, and then we are on for the one year. So keep staying tuned to the show. Make sure you come see us. We are the Bank Bro Show on YouTube, Facebook, and of course at Gmail. Dot com. Also check us out at Bank Bros Show on Instagram. More things coming your way, like this man said. Spending more time doing some more clips, getting some more content out. So just hang in there, folks. It is coming hot mm-hmm. and fresh. It's like you like it because that's how we know hot you and like. Fresh it. out the kitchen. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> Am I gonna get canceled because I was singing R. Kelly? That shit no. is a classic, CJ. <laughs> I think you're safe because it's just the song, but. <laughs> I get it. It's uh, it's problematic. Oh man, that's a classic <sighs> though. That song's a banger. I I can't even help it. It is. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, check us out next time, folks. We'll be here for you like we always are, and you can bank on it. One, two, three. Fuck.